0: We're continuing to discuss the various forbidden uses of Schmitter produce and money which is exchanged with Schmitter produce. And one of those forbidden uses is to do business with the Schmitter produce. And so the mission tells us that a Nislin Lola buyer, one is not allowed to give Schmitter produce or money which was exchanged for Schmitter produce to a buyer. A buyer is somebody who digs pits and wells for water. And he would also give that water to whoever needed water. If you needed water to water your field, or to drink, you would go to a buyer and he would supply you with the water. So you would not be able to pay him for that water with the schmitter money, neither can you give schmitter money as payment to a ballon, who is the person who owns the what, the bathhouse, or he stands in the bathhouse collecting the money, the payment for the bathhouse, you can't give schmitter money or schmitter produce to a barber. And finally, Villa Sapon, neither can you give or produce or money to a sailor. Payment for any of these things is considered businesslike, it's a proper exchange and therefore it's forbidden. However, says the Mishnah, when it comes to buying something, buying water from a buyer, the one who digs the water pits and the water wells, if you specify that you're only buying the water in order to drink it. So drinking, we've learnt before is considered like eating and therefore it's a permitted use with Schmitter produce or schmitter money. And therefore, one can give Schmitta produce or Schmitta money to a buyer if you specify that you only want the water for drinking. So he'll give you drinking water, and you'll drink that, so you're allowed to pay him with Schmitta money then, because since the thing that you're buying from him is a permitted Schmitta use, that's not considered a business anymore. You're allowed to spend money on something which is permitted during Schmitta, and continues the mission with another leniency, or a chulon. And to all of the people mentioned in the Mishnah, if you don't specify that this is payment, rather you say it's a gift, then even if it's obvious that technically it is payment and he's not going to come and ask you for payment, if you say it's a gift, then we can give it as a free gift, because if he doesn't specify that it's payment, then it's considered not to be payment for something else, which automatically means that it's no longer business-like and therefore it would be permitted. One of the forms of work which the Torah forbids during Shemitah is harvesting and cutting things off the ground. However, this is not totally forbidden because the Torah does say that you can eat Shemitah produce, and that includes produce which is attached to the ground, and therefore you would be able to cut things off the ground so that you can eat them, but you need to do it in an unusual way, and therefore that's what the Torah means when it says that you cannot cut things off the ground, it means you cannot cut them off in the usual way. But if you process them in a different way then it will be permitted and then you'll be able to eat them during shmita. And because of that the Mishnah says to shel Shavias figs which grew during shmita and are ready to be cut off the ground in Qeitzen Uesunba Muktze one is not allowed to cut the figs with a Muktze which is a special type of knife which was used to cut figs off the tree because that would be the usual way. Rather you should cut them with a chuba, which is some sort of sword, or a different type of knife. The point is, you need to do it in an unusual way. There are those who explain that part of the Mishnah to be referring to drying figs, but the point would be the same, that you cannot dry them in the regular way, but you'd have to dry them in an unusual manner. Continues the Mishnah, in Dökhima gas, one is not allowed to press olives in a wine press, because that's the usual way of processing that produce. Rather, you should press the grapes in an areva, which is a big bowl, which was usually used for kneading dough. So it's much smaller than a regular wine press. Now be permitted during Schmittar because that's an unusual way. So see that even though the, the posuk was talking about cutting things off the ground, we've already seen the bonon. lots of other things are forbidden as well. But of course, if it's for the sake of eating that produce during Schmittar, then you will be able to do it in an unusual way. So the missionary gives another example that in Isim Zisim one is not allowed to press olives but bad in a real proper um, olive press and using a very large beam to press the olives. But you can do it in an unusual way and therefore I will case sure you, you will be able to crush them by hand or using other methods but not in a professional olive press. And then once you've crushed them a little bit, then you can put them into a small olive press. Still not the regular large one but if you put it into a small one that would be permitted. That's still considered unusual enough. And in fact Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Shimon says, you don't even have to do it so regularly. After the shimon, you could even grind and press the olives in the usual olive press, and then after you've done that first pressing, then you, then you should put it into a smaller press to finish off the process. That's considered irregular and different to other years enough that it is permitted. Design, because the Torah says that shmita produce is designated L'Ochle for eating, it's forbidden therefore to just destroy shmita produce, and we've seen a few applications of that already. And now the Mishnah gives another one. Now the halacha is that truma, which is the gift of produce which goes to a kohen, and only a kohen can eat it, if truma becomes tome, impure, then it needs to be burnt. This is a special law with regards to truma produce, and it does not apply, for example, to shmita produce. And because of that, the Mishnah says, according to the Tanakama at least, one is not allowed to cook a vegetable which is shmita, uh, shmita vegetable, in oil which is trimmer oil. Why he should leave for so that he does not lead it to become invalid? Because if you think about it, if that oil becomes tome, since the vegetable would have absorbed the taste of the oil, so just like the oil needs to be burnt, so too the shmita produce, the vegetable would also need to be burnt, and that certainly will be wasting the shmita produce. But according to the Tanakama, you can't even mix them together in the first place, in case you will come to a situation where you'll be forced to burn the shmita produce. Because that's wasting it, however, if it shimon mater, Rabbi Shimon allows you to mix them together, because who says it will become Tomei? You're only forbidden to waste Schmitter Produce directly. But you do not need to be concerned that if you mix them, then it might become Tomei. We're not concerned for that, and therefore, when Rabbi Shimon, you are allowed to cook a Schmitter vegetable within trimmer oil. Now, the second half of this mission teaches us an important concept with regards to Schmitter Produce, and that is that if somebody exchanges Schmitta Produce for something else, for example, let's say money, so you've already seen that as well as the fruit having shmita sanctity, the money also gains that Kudusha of Peir Shaviris, that sanctity and the restrictions which apply to shmita produce. Now what happens if somebody then exchanges that money for, let's say, meat? So the halach is that the money no longer has the sanctity of shmita produce, but instead, the meat does. And if you exchange the meat for something else, then that thing will gain that Kedushah, and the meat will lose that, those restrictions and that sanctity. And that's what the Mishnah teaches us here, the last thing which is which it's exchanged for gains the sanctity of Pereshaviyas. But as well as that, it's important to remember that the produce itself, the original shmita produce, Osser, that's always forbidden, that always retains its sanctity, because at the end of the day, that's the produce. It's only the things which is exchanged for, so when it comes to those, so the last thing has the kadusha. but the produce itself, that always gains the kadusha, and these two principles are learnt from Pesukim, where this produce is compared to karbanus but be as it may, there'll always be two things, once Shemitah produce is exchanged for something, there'll always only ever be maximum two things, which have the Kedushah of Pir Number one is the produce itself, and number two is the last thing down the line which it's exchanged for. Unless, of course, only half of it is exchanged, etc. The halach is that one is only allowed to use Schmidt money, that means money which was exchanged for Schmidt produce, in order to buy food which can be eaten, or drink because the original Schmidt produce has to be eaten or drunk if that's the normal thing which was done with that produce. And therefore, to use that money to buy other things would be forbidden. In lechman vodim, one is not allowed to buy slaves the karkois, or land, or the hematomea, or a non-kosher animal which you can't eat. Midimei with the money of Shemitah produce. Money which was exchanged for shmita produce. Now what happens with Imlokach, if somebody does buy those things with Shemitah money, to rectify this and as a punishment, Yorich Kenegdan, he must eat that amount which he spent on those things. And he needs to eat that amount as if it was Shemitah produce. If, for example, he spent a hundred Zuz, let's say, on a non-kosher animal. See, he now has to spend another hundred Zuz to buy a kosher animal, let's say, or anything which he can eat. And whatever food he buys, even though that's not Schmitter produce, he needs to view it as Schmitter produce, and therefore the restrictions which apply to Schmitter produce would apply to that. Now continues the Mishnah: مَوْهِنْ كِنْ One cannot bring a korban of zovim. A Zov is a man who becomes Tome in a certain way because of certain things which occur with his body, the kinetzovos, the bird carbonus of Zovos, which is a woman who becomes Tome in this way, and the carbonus which these two people need to bring would be bird offerings. They would bring two birds, the kinayoldos and also the bird offerings of a woman who gives birth, Mitmei from money of Shemitah produce. You cannot use that to buy those carbonus. And the reason for this, as we're going to understand, is because carbonus need to be bought from money which has no sanctity to it. It has to come totally from you, and therefore if the money already has Kadusha, but already has sanctity, for example, Shemitah produce, that cannot be used to buy Carbonus. And once again, vim hevi, if he illegally did bring these carbonus from that Shemitah money, then to fix that, and as his punishment, Yechalkan Eddon, he should eat corresponding to that amount, meaning he should spend money on other produce and use and treat that food as if it had Shemitah sanctity. And the third example which the Mishnah gives is one is not allowed to rub oil on utensils if that oil is Schmitta oil because even though we learnt earlier on in the Masechta that rubbing oil on one's body is permitted with Schmitta oil that's because it's learned from pasukim that rubbing liquids on one's body is like drinking the liquids but doing it on other objects would not be so and therefore that's not something which is a Schmitter use, so you cannot use Schmitter oil to do that. And if you do, once again, Vim if you do rub the oil on the utensils in Yochal and you should eat food which is worth that amount and treat that food as if it was Schmitter food.